0: The following program is sponsored by Pastor John Allworth. Of behaviors and addictions are rampant in our society. People are in bondage to alcohol, drugs, pornography, codependent relationships, and more. If
2: you or a loved one is stuck in the cycle of shame, guilt, and continued destructive behavior, keep listening. Recovery Radio Houston with Pastor John Allworth and Tony B starts
0: now. They'll take your calls and share how the healing power of a personal relationship with Christ
2: saved them and can do the same for you or your loved ones. God wants you to walk into the light. Recovery Radio Houston is live.
0: Good evening, Southeast Texas. This is Pastor John Allworth coming to you from Recovery Radio Houston. You know, God wants you to know that no matter what you've done, no matter where you find yourself tonight, no matter where you've been, he loves you. He has forgiven you. His grace is sufficient for you and he has a mighty purpose for your life. If you or someone you care about is suffering under the bondage of addiction, please join us tonight on a journey of spiritual awakening. I'm here with my co-host Tony B, and we are here to share the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ. How you doing Tony? Hello, good evening. Well, it's good to be here. It's good to be here back in, uh, in the studio and, and talking to folks out there because, you know, we want to share our strength, hope, and experience with people, and we want to introduce you to somebody that can break any chain of bondage, and that is our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen? Amen. Let's pray. Father, we come to you tonight with a spirit of hope and with great humility. We thank you for your grace, your forgiveness, and the strength you provide to those who seek you. Father, we ask that that people turn to you in this time of trouble. Father, we ask for a hedge of protection for people out there from the virus that's sweeping the nation. And, Father, we ask that they see that their strength and their refuge is in you. No no problem is too big for you. Nothing is impossible for you, God. And we we thank you for that. And we just ask that, uh, that people out there have ears to hear and hearts to receive. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Amen. All right, Tony. Well, two weeks ago we started our study of the scriptural basis for the twelve steps, and uh, the first week we went we went through the first two steps, and then last week we began our discussion of the third step. But we had so many calls, praise the Lord! I know, That's yeah, amazing that we really didn't get finished. So tonight we're going to go discuss steps three and four. We're going to take some calls. We're going to visit a little bit about the difference between secular and faith based recovery. And continue our discussion on the biblical basis for the 12 steps. And then right after our break, we're going to interview our friend uh, who's doing great work out there, Tommy Thompson, uh, who's the president and CEO of the Open Door Mission. Let me give the phone number out for people that want to call in to us. We're here to pray for you. We're here to answer your question. We're here to send you recovery resources. We're here to help. We're here to help you lead you to, to Jesus Christ. So the phone number you can reach us at is 1-800-808-5548. That's 1-800-808-5548. You know, we're live on Facebook as well, and uh, you can uh, go to our Facebook page. Uh, we're having a little problem with our sign, but that's okay. You can go to our <laughs> Facebook page and, and, uh, and, and look at Recovery Radio Houston on Facebook, and you can follow us live there. And again, uh you can also go to KKHT. Yes. And uh the you word, yeah the word, and you can also look at, look up our podcast and hear <laughs> any of the episodes of Recovery Radio Houston. We, we we invite you to do that.
1: We're all over the place.
0: Yeah. And I think we're even on Apple Podcasts, although um anyway. So again, that number is 1-800-808-5548. We want to we want to uh pray for you. We want to we want to help you, we want to give you advice, and you can we have a thing on the on the uh, page on our Facebook page that has recovery resources in this area, and uh, we'd be happy to send that one out to you too so again, the number is one eight hundred eight zero eight five five four eight We have an email address too it's recovery radio Houston at outlook dot com recovery radio Houston at outlook dot com You can send us questions, Tony, on that yep. or you can send us questions directly on facebook live and we have another
1: phone right here. Uh, if you 're watching is right next to john and uh, we 'll be able to read your questions and uh read them on air
0: amen amen so tony let 's uh let 's refresh a little bit uh first of all, I think you and I agree that steps one, two, and three are the foundation of the twelve step program absolutely and uh we believe um you know some people don 't understand the twelve steps and we believe that they are divinely inspired yes. And each of the 12 steps comes directly from the Bible. Exactly. And uh, that's what we've been going through. We've been going through the scriptural basis for these these steps. And, Tony, why don't you tell us – I I get a kick out of this, and I know you do too. Uh, Tell us your Tony Tango about steps one, two, and three. Uh,
1: We're in Texas. Maybe it ought to be a Tony two-step, but it's three steps, so that couldn't be. (laughs) Tony Tango's fine. Well, it's very simple. We admit that we're powerless. We commit. To that power that is greater than us, which is God, that can so- restore us to sanity, and then we submit to him. We turn our lives and our wills o- over to him. So admit, submit,
0: then commit. And that is essential. You know, if you're out there, you know, there, I-, I thought about this, there are all kinds of people that are under the bondage of addiction. There are people that have hit bottom, and, um, you know, the people that Tommy Thompson helps, and boy, is he transforming lives. That is an amazing ministry. It is. It's wonderful. But there are also people that are, quote unquote, functioning addicts, functioning alcoholics that go to work every day, but have a problem. And I can promise you if, if you're in that boat, eventually that you won't be functioning anymore. But, you know, I, it, it'd be so wonderful if people understood before they got to that bottom that there's a better way. Yeah. There's a better way to live. So, you know, wherever you are, we're talking to people that may be suffering. And that's what it is. It's a disease. They're suffering from a disease. Um, but wherever you are, um, or if you have a family member or, or someone that's, uh, suffering under the bondage of addiction, we're here to give you advice. So if you've got a family member or a loved one that's having problems, we'd love to visit with you at 1-800-808-5548. So a lot of people don't understand. Again, we're going to recap really quickly about the 12 steps. A lot of people don't understand that. This twelve steps emanated. They began from a Christian group uh, back in the twenties. There was a group called the nineteen twenties. You have got to be clarified that now. Uh, there was a group called the Oxford Group. Yes, and it was a Christian group, and they took principles directly out of the Bible and began to work on the on the twelve steps. Mm-hmm. And then Doctor Bob and and the people that Bill W. That that started Alcoholics Anonymous actually quantified these steps into the 12 steps so you know let's do something since uh to recap let's let's read uh the first couple of steps tony why okay. don't you read step one to us please
1: step one came oh, i'm sorry we admitted we were powerless over whatever it is alcohol and alcoholics anonymous etc cetera, etc cetera. we admitted that we were powerless over alcohol and that our lives have become unmanageable and then st- step two is came to believe that a power greater than ourselves to restore us to sanity. That of course is Jesus Christ. Amen. It's, uh, it's worded that way for people that maybe aren't in, uh, that frame yet. And we're going to come back to that. In we're going to come back to that's It's a very important point in that so that everybody understands. And step three is made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God. Now you notice it says God in step three, but a power greater than yourself in step two. So that's what we're going to go back to and explain.
0: Yeah. See, not everybody that comes into addiction has a relationship with Jesus Christ. Yeah. And, and some do and have fallen away, but many people don't have any spiritual background at all. Or, or as I said, they've fallen away completely. And so, you know, a lot of Christians get upset about this, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves. But you and I have seen through the recovery community, you and I have seen people that didn't have any faith. Right. That came, came into we're this atheists. process. Yeah, or atheists agnostics, atheists, whatever, yep. came into the recovery and through the magic of these 12 steps came to God.
1: And, and there's a whole chapter in the big book addressing, it's titled We Agnostics, and it's the uh, actual beginning of the spiritual uh, walk in the book, in the steps.
0: And I've seen that over and over and again, and it's uh-huh. a beautiful thing when they when that light comes on and they begin to realize that there's somebody else, that there's there's Jesus Christ that can manage their lives so so we admit that we're powerless and we came to believe in Christ that that Christ could change our lives and then we made a decision let's turn to step 3 made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God that is a momentous time when somebody does that because people that are addicts you know it it, it doesn't discriminate right age size uh, walk of life, ethnic background, uh, spiritual, political affiliation. i got to throw that in there today.
1: Yeah, <laughs>
0: anything. A gender, it, it does not discriminate. And so many of us that have succumbed to addiction, one of our problems is we're control freaks.
1: Yeah, uh, absolutely. It's it, the only way we know how to live.
0: And, and we think that we can control everything, yeah. and we think we can control our drinking.
1: Just like Adam and Eve in the garden.
0: That's right. Right. That's right. The beginning fall of man. So we think that we can control everything. And I remember when I went into rehab, they just pounded that into me.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Thy will, not mine, be done. Right. And man, it's a beautiful thing when you begin to understand that you right. can, you are in control. God's in control. And <laughs> so. it's totally
1: understandable how scary it is before you get to the point of releasing it.
0: It really is. It, and when you when you cross that threshold and it's called surrender, mm-hmm. it's how, how many songs do we have in the Christian community about surrendering oh, your life to Lord. Christ? How many how many sermons have you heard about surrender? Yeah. You know, I mean, that's what it is. It's a surrender to the will of God, because we don't have control over, you know, the coronavirus right now. We don't have control over other people and how they act. We don't have control over our drinking or our drugging. You know, we have to give it to God. Yeah. We have to give to God. You know what the beautiful thing is about a relationship with Christ in Mark two seventeen, Jesus said, it is not the healthy who need a doctor, but the sick. sick, I have not come to call the righteous, but sinners, you know, he came for us, my friend.
1: And, and, that, yeah. and that's a beautiful part of step three is when you realize that, you know, Jesus didn't hold himself up here above everybody. He came down in the middle of the muck and the mire of society. And, and he loved everybody the way that uh, they deserved to be loved, instead of judging them for the way they were acting or behaving.
0: Look at the guys he he, he recruited. To, he didn't recruit the Sadducees right. and the Pharisees of his day.
1: Moses could barely talk. Yeah. <laughs> God recruited him to go free the <laughs> the uh, the Israelites from the Egyptians. He, right,
0: he did. And Jesus Jesus picked. Tax collectors, which were the considered at the the day, mm-hmm. you know, the Romans were occupying Israel. Everybody hated the tax collectors, man, and and they don't, were the, don't
1: they still today? <laughs> well,
0: <laughs> no offense to our IRS friends, no, no, no. But, no. but, <laughs> but uh, you know, they they uh, they they were the, considered the biggest sinners because not only were they they representing the Romans who were oppressing the Israelites, uh, but they were also. Uh, putting money in their own pocket, right? You know they were overcharging people, and 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 you know so he recruited the tax collectors who you know the Book of Matthew's, uh, at what you know that's how we start the gospel. My goodness, uh, he reported and he recruited these guys that were fishermen. I mean, he recruited ordinary guys, and he went out and he changed the world as a human being. Man, he didn't yeah. he didn't do it. We were talking about that last night. At Break every chain. He didn't do it as a deity. He didn't call down the angels. Right. He did it with the same tools that we have so wherever you're at out there you've got it inside you to change because by accepting christ you know uh, i love the saying in recovery um that that says uh without god i can't and without me god won't you know so uh that that is that is critical so you've got to do that you know paul said in romans in, in romans chapter 6 verse 16 he said, don't you realize that you become a slave to whatever you choose to obey? Mm. You can be a slave to sin, which leads to death, or you can choose to obey God, which leads to righteous living. And when we're in addiction, we are slaves. Yeah. And you don't have to be. You don't have to be. If you're out there struggling with addiction or you know someone that is, please call us at 1-800-808-5548. That's one 800 808 808-5548 because there's one that can set you free.
1: I wanted to throw in there also we're seeing a lot I'm seeing a lot of people popping up on the Facebook page for Facebook live and and that's really really cool. Just make sure if you want to hear the callers that you have your radio on also to 100.7.
0: Yeah, your radio on or the app or some some way to mm-hmm. hear it cuz uh, you can't hear the callers through the Facebook live right. but but we we welcome your participation and thank you. So call us at 1-800-808-5548. 1-800-808 5548, you know, did our sign fall again? Uh, <laughs> well, you know, that's all right. Let me get that. Yeah. Uh, one of my favorite scriptures in the Bible is Luke chapter nine, verse 23. And it's in, it's in, the, in two of the other gospels too, are a similar verse. It says, if anyone, this is Jesus talking, if anyone would come after me, he must deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. So, you know, Paul said, I die daily. We're all, you know, struggling with the flesh versus our spirit. And Paul said, I die daily. Mm. And you can do it, but on, you can only do it with him. Right. You can't do it on your own. And that's the beautiful thing about the recovery community is not only do you accept and embrace Jesus Christ in, in your life and get his help, but you, you become introduced to people that are walking the, have walked the same path you have.
1: And it's funny how it's the complete opposite that when you're in your addiction, you're dying nightly with yeah. <laughs> your addiction, and then you're struggling all day to get back to the point to where you're going to die nightly again. So instead of submitting yourself to God first thing in the morning, asking him to guide your day, yes, asking him to, pa- to to pave your way and to protect you, and then at night when you lay your head down to forgive you for all your past, for-, for what you did wrong that day, and to enlighten you to how to do better the next
0: day. And to thank you for keeping you sober again. Yeah, exactly. he can keep you sober every single day. So... You've got to admit, you know, um, I've shared on here before that um, my mother, this is really personal to me, um, because not only did I get under the bondage of addiction, but my mom passed away at 62 from liver failure. And, you know, Tony, she never got past the first step. She never admitted she was powerless. She got sober for two years once. Then went to New Orleans on a business trip and thought, "Well, I can just have one. I can just have one,
1: yeah." You know, and of yeah. course,
0: as we know, one's too many and a thousand's not enough. Yeah. And so you've got to get through that first step, the, the powerlessness. You got to realize that that, that you got to you got to come to believe that Jesus Christ can change your life, and, and you got to make your decision to turn turn yourself over. And that is so liberating; it is so freeing oh, yeah. once you do it. It it is so wonderful. So if you're out there and you're struggling, or you know someone that is struggling tonight, please call us at 1-800-808-5548. So in uh, Proverbs 3, verses 5 through 6, it reads, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him, and he will make your path straight. This is what we're talking about when we talk about um, how each step step is biblically based. These are biblical principles. So, you know, all you got to do is go to a meeting and just start down this path of spiritual awakening. Um, You know, from a practical standpoint, it's scary to to take that first step.
1: Well, it's also a matter of really understanding what's going on. And that's where uh, having people that to mentor you and to guide you through it. You can't do this thing alone because you're leaning only on what you know. What do you know is the first time you're doing this. So to um, like it says here, it's. You have to be able to take it as a comfort zone to trust God and to lean, uh, not to lean on your own understanding and lose the lose the self confidence and gain the God confidence. That's what I was told very early. We're we're such a society based on you no know, me 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 and how much I have to make of me and how well and and beautiful as me. But if we turn our life over to God and allow Him to be the guiding light in our lives then we have God confidence instead of that overinflated egotistical self
0: confidence. What you just touched on is our pride. Yeah. Our our pride. Humility is a bedrock of, and, and people are too prideful to admit that they need help. And the truth of the matter is, is once you admit that you need help, and you reach out to somebody, you begin to feel god's love, you begin to it, God works through other people around you exactly. to show His compassion and his love. so if you're out there and you're struggling, call us at one eight hundred eight zero eight five five four eight we'd love to talk to you. You know, you don't have to, if you want to stay anonymous, that's fine. You don't have to give us your real name, uh, but you can tell us what you're dealing with or if it's you or if it's somebody that you love. And we'd like to pray for you or or, or, or talk you through what you're dealing with. And, and we'd love to, to talk to you tonight at 1-800-808-5548. So once you make that decision that you are powerless and that you need help and that there is something better for you out there and you go to seek help, then God will just start opening doors. He, He will just start putting people in your life. And I want to talk about some practical things tonight. You know, once you get through into recovery and you get a sponsor, then you go through certain exercises. And and you begin to, that's the magic of the 12 steps. It's not just that you walk in and you read these things. You begin to live the 12 steps and work through it. For our Facebook live uh, audience, I'm holding up a book. It's called, and as you can see, mine is very well worn uh, because I've worked this extensively. It's called a general guide through the 12 steps. And this has, uh, this has you know, all kinds of writings about the 12 steps. It talks, it's God's throughout it. The Bible is throughout it. And then there's workbooks where you fill things out and you, you, you do these exercises and and you, you, you work on these things. And as you go through this process, it begins to change you. Here's another one called the life recovery workbook. There's also a life recovery Bible uh, that's available. There, there are different ones that are out there, but so you go into a meeting you realize that you need help. And, you know, even when you're denying it, if you're out there, you know you need
1: help. And I'm going to tell you something about that Life Recovery Bible. It saved my life. Amen. It really did because it did such a good job of being the Bible, right? And then in the margins, it would reference me to where uh, a certain step where it was not Scripture. So I could put them, it was both right there in front of me. I still have it. It's all highlighted in yellow and t- and worn. You know that, that favorite Bible that we have that we've been through sure. we so many times. Sure, but that's a really, 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 really good good uh, version of the Bible.
0: Well, you know, um, I read something on, on the Christian Broadcast Network online that said the Bible is a book about recovery. Yeah, <laughs> because I don't care who you are out there.
1: You're struggling with something.
0: Yeah, well, you know, Jesus told us, you know, you're always going to have trials and tribulations when you're on this earth. I mean, we're, we live in a fallen world, and there's difficulties, and we're dealing with other people, and, and they've got difficulties, and, and you know, that, that leads to that. And so, you know, reading the Bible and understanding the biblical principles is, is it's the same. Recovery is the same as the Christian walk. yeah, it's basically the same. Yeah. You know, you you surrender to God, and we're going to go through these steps. Then, then you you we're about to get into step four, where you tar- start taking personal reflections about your problems and what you're dealing with and what your what your character defects are. And then through steps five and six, you you ask God to well, five you you reveal those to another human being and to God who already knows. And then six and seven, you ask. God to humbly remove your shortcomings. And then eight and nine, you make amendments, uh, amends to the people that you've harmed through your addiction. Uh, 10, you continue to take personal inventory. Um, 12, you, 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 don't forget take, 11. You, you, you take, <laughs> yeah, you, you, well, I love 12 because you, you, know, I really don't think you can help other yourself until you right. start helping other people.
1: Continue so, through prayer and meditation is number 11 Yeah, to enhance yourself. And then 12 is to give it back.
0: To give it back, give it back to the community. So we'd like to give some back out there to people. If we could get some calls tonight at 1-800-808-5548. We've also got a recovery resource guide on our Facebook page. We're on live right now at Recovery Radio Houston Live uh, on Facebook. And so if you've got a a question, you can send it through Facebook or you can call us directly. And again, it can be anonymous. If you've got somebody that's in prison, you know, so many people in our society are in prison because of addiction. I mean, it is it is ravaging, Tony. It's, yeah. uh, you know There are, are estimates as many as 30 million people in the United States. It's like a plague. It is. Coronavirus
1: yeah. got nothing on
0: that. <laughs> nothing, nothing. I mean, it's killing people. 30 yeah. million people in the United States under the bondage of either alcohol or drugs. Mm. Uh, there are so many people that die. A million Americans are heroin addicts. Can you believe that a million Americans are heroin addicts?
1: Opioids takes the cake, though, right?
0: Uh, it does. Uh, Ten million Americans used opioids last year for non medical use. Wow. Forty seven thousand Americans die each year from opioid addiction. Hmm. You're, you're right. It takes nothing on on coronavirus, yeah. but but we don't talk about this as much in our society. You know, we don't make the take the steps to to help people the way that we should. Uh, there are 12 million estimated alcoholics in in the United States. I think that's an understatement. Yeah, I was about to say, that's it? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I I think that's that's grossly understated. So uh, we're going to interview Tommy in just a minute uh, after the break, and we're going to talk about Step 4, because he has done something through uh, his mission, the Open Door Mission, his ministry, where they take in homeless guys and 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 they help transform lives uh he has uh they go through a step 4 process we're going to talk about that but in the meantime before we get to step 4 um let's let's take a call we've got um a call on line 1 ray you're on Re- uh recovery radio houston how can we help you tonight
2: well i've heard y'all talk before about break every chain and i just I kind of know what that is, but uh, I just wanted to, well, here you talk about it a little bit. Tell me a little bit about it.
0: I'd be happy to, Ray. What what it is, is it's a faith-based, there's, there's really two kinds of recovery. There's secular recovery, where you deal with counselors, therapists, you deal with 12-step groups. 12-step groups uh, are biblically-based, but... Then there's faith-based recovery, and we are a bridge over into faith-based recovery. And what we do at Break Every Chain, we meet every Friday night, we break bread together, have pizza at 645, then we go to the Lord and, and with praise and worship, uh, and, and we do that from 715 to 730. And then at 730, we have a, it's a Bible-based ministry, and we have a biblical message. And then uh, after that, we break into men's and women's groups. We meet at New Covenant Church in Humble, Texas, at 901 Wilson Road. This is every Friday night at 6:45. We're there fifty weeks a year. Maybe take a break at Christmas. Maybe, maybe fifty weeks a year or more. And it's at 6:45 at 901 Wilson Road. We're on on uh, on the second floor. And you know what we've seen? We've seen the Lord deliver people from heroin, speed, alcohol. You know, God can do it
1: instantly. Pornography,
0: pornography, yeah. but more often than that, it's 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 a process. People have to work a little bit at it. You know, God wants you to work and wants you wants you to want it to. Um, but we're there. It, it is truly, you know, people go through what's quote unquote secular recovery and sometimes get sober and and are dry drunks. What's and a dry drunk, Tony?
1: A dry drunk is somebody who's uh, just stopped drinking and isn't incorporating any of the spiritual principles into their life. Yeah, you know, break every chain is a fellowship, and it's also um, what's the word? Uh, I can't think of it. It's 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 like a uh, a funnel for people from the outside to gain Christ and come into our church. It brings people into the church, and we have so many people that have been delivered and are now thriving members of our church. And that that's that's not the total. The, the primary end game is for people, of course, to come to Christ. But when they join our church, it's just just as much more. of a a blessing
0: and it's somewhat similar to to uh, celebrate recovery which is also faith-based and i'd encourage people if they if they can't get to up to humble to to join a celebrate recovery uh but but we're we uh we believe in the holy spirit and the gifts of the spirit in our church
1: speaking into each other's lives uh,
0: yes we do and we uh the gifts of the spirit and and we don't want to be bound by the the program guides and so we let the holy spirit uh have his way with us, but but we really uh, will love on each other, you know, because that's that's our goal, that's our job as Christians is to love the unlovable, All right, and to introduce them to Jesus Christ so that they see that there's a better way to live, and that's what we're doing on Friday nights at Break Every Chain. So we're we're um, we'd we'd love for you to join us, Ray. We'd love uh, we welcome everybody. Um, we're not, we don't judge anybody. You walk into, and all, all we promise is we're going to love you. And number two, we're going to talk about Jesus. So.
1: Okay. Does that answer your question,
2: Ray? It, it, it sounds good. Yeah. Uh, I, I was, uh, just going to ask you, uh, if you got a little bit more time, uh, what, when you break into these groups, um, you, uh, what exactly, do you do in the
1: groups well we break into groups of men and women separately, and we go around the circle and uh if people want to share what's going on with them either for the week or or why they're there for the first time what their struggle is, they can and uh if they don't want to that, that week they can pass and they can listen to others and and what happens is we build strength through each other's uh testimonies or uh, struggles.
0: Iron sharpens iron and one person sharpens another.
1: Mm-hmm. Hey, before I forget, we we had a caller, Liz, from San Antonio. You got disconnected. Liz, if you're still listening, please call us back. Please call us back.
0: So the purpose of the group, uh, Ray, is, is that you can see that other people have walked the same walk. You know, addiction, there's a thousand different stories, but they're all essentially the same. And they lead to isolation and they lead to loneliness and they lead to broken lives but you can see the strength and hope and experience of people uh, that that have uh, gone through the same thing and emerged on the other side, have walked out of the darkness and into the light. And so that's that's what we want to. We want to strengthen each other. We want we want to we want yeah. to love on each other, and we want to we want to be there for each other. And that that's the purpose of the group. So please join us, nine hundred one Wilson Road, New Covenant Church in Humble, Texas, every Friday night at six forty five. We'd love to have you.
1: Ray, thank All you right. for calling. Have a wonderful evening. Okay, thank thank you. Thank you.
0: All right. On the other side of the break, we're going to visit with our friend Tommy Thompson.
1: Yes. And uh, hopefully, once again, Liz calling from San Antonio, please call us back. We're sorry you got disconnected. Anybody else wants to call in, the number is 1-800-808-5548. Recovery Radio Houston coming back.
2: You have been broken, your innocence stolen.
0: Welcome back to Recovery Radio Houston. We're here discussing the 12 steps and the biblical scriptural basis for them because we believe that the 12 steps are divinely inspired and we believe that they come directly from the Bible. And we're here to introduce you to someone that can break any chain of bondage, and that's our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. So we're about to get into the fourth step, which is made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves which is what we should all do as Christians, whether we're in addiction and recovery or not. But uh, we're, we're going to talk about that, and we're going to talk about some other things with our good friend who's doing the Lord's work out there, and that is, uh, we've got him holding on line one, and that is our brother Tommy Thompson. Hey, uh,
2: Tommy. Hi, guys. How are you doing?
0: Uh, we're great, Tommy. How are you, sir?
2: Um, couldn't, help, couldn't be better.
0: Well, praise the Lord. Well, first of all, you are tell us what you do for a living, my friend.
2: Uh we do all we try to do is introduce people to Jesus in positive ways.
0: All right. And you are the president and CEO CEO of the Open Door Mission. And uh I can't tell you how amazed I am at the work that you do at the mission and uh you know you were literally doing the lord's work and and uh, i don't, i know that you don't really do it for a living you do it because uh you love what you do and and you want to bring people to jesus christ so tell us tell us a, give us a little background about the mission
2: yeah the mission uh, mission's been around since 1954 it was downtown for uh 12 years before the uh, sterling turner foundation gave the mission the uh, building that uh, we now have it's uh, the old Fullerton Elementary School. So in 1966, uh, we moved uh, about three miles east. Uh, this is before my time there. And um, we're now located about two miles east of Minute Maid Park on Harrisburg. And uh, the building that we're in, Howard Hughes went to school there when he was a kid. Really? And uh, mm-hmm. the building itself was built in 1904. So we've uh, modernized it, and uh, now it uh, has 94 beds on the third floor and 28 beds on the first floor. And the middle floors are our education program and administrative offices.
1: Any chance that Howard left a box of money buried somewhere around there? <laughs> I
2: keep looking for it.
1: Yeah, I do, boy, that would help.
0: That would, help <laughs> that would be great. <laughs> so, so tell us, what is your mission at at the Open Door Mission?
2: Yeah, I mean the mission. It's uh, our mission statement is that we're a faith and evidence based uh, recovery and rehabilitation facility and program that's dedicated to transforming the lives of the most severely addicted, destitute, homeless, and disabled men in the community. And uh, you know where you know we talk about the word homeless is uh, is part of it. Uh, The truth of the matter is that uh, you know not all of our men are coming from under a bridge. A lot of them. If they had to leave the mission tonight, uh, they wouldn't have any place to go. So they would be going under the bridge at that point. But, uh, anyway, that's, that's kind of how it, um, how it works. And, um,
0: so if very grateful. Your wife yeah. gets upset with you and kicks you out of the house, then uh, you're homeless, <laughs> aren't you? So uh, I remember but, those days. Yeah. So so you guys are transforming lives, and I've spent some time at the mission, and it is just amazing. And I was uh, fortunate enough to be there for uh, a luncheon last Thursday, and uh, I, I tell you what, Tommy, every time I come over and visit with you guys, I get inspired. I mean, what an incredible job to transform lives of, of, of homeless people, homeless men, uh, the uh, people that are suffering from addiction and, and suffering from mental illness. You know, because people don't choose. Uh, they don't wake up one day and say, hey, I want to be homeless. There's an <laughs> underlying problem. Yeah. So tell us how you do it. How do you transform these lives, Tony? Ta-
2: well, for the first thing is when they come to the front gate to wanting to come in, Wanting to come in is it, you know that's the biggest step that they can take step 1 and so if they're desperate and willing the two questions we ask them at the gate uh and they say yes to both then then they're good candidates for uh, for coming into the program it's a long program you know as you've heard you know it's it goes at least uh 9 months um, of residential uh living and um you know it's it's a um, it's a rigorous program No no question about it.
0: A a lot of people don't understand that. And and they think, and the same thing is true about recovery. They say, how can I possibly dedicate that much of my life to getting better? But the truth of the matter is, is how long did it take us to get to that point? And how much of our time did we waste and did we use unproductively and, and in fact, uh, being a slave to something that was killing us? Um, so it, it takes, uh, you know, I've known many people in the recovery community, the, the typical 28 days, you know, God can do whatever he wants. He can deliver, but that's just not long enough for a lot of people, particularly people that have gotten to the point of the men you're ministering with. So uh, what do you do? once so they come in the gate and they say they're desperate and willing. And how do they start? Well, tell, tell us about what you, your program.
2: Right. So, they, they go through um, an addiction severity index uh, assessment, which takes about two hours for the counselor to, um, uh, to administer. Uh, then they, uh, they go into the clinic, and we have an uh, on-site clinic that's run by Harris Health Systems, and uh, they're given a TB test and uh, a, um, a once-over by the nurse practitioner. And, uh, you know, these guys have been neglecting their medical issues forever, and so typically they need more help there. So we start setting up appointments for them to be able to see a doctor and get on medications if necessary or, uh, you know, just, uh, uh, you know, heal wounds, basically. So then they go into the first month of the program. It uh, usually takes about uh, five or six weeks. But uh, it's, an inten- it's what we call our intensive program. They get up at 530 in the morning. They're in chapel at 6 o'clock. Their first, uh, they have breakfast at 7. First class starts at 8. Lunch is at noon. Dinner's at 4. And uh, they, uh, they have uh, AA meetings uh, in the evening. Uh, they, they head to bed at 8.30. They're in bed at 9.30. Start the day over again. So Sounds it's, like some really think,
1: good needed structure.
2: Yeah, it, it is absolute structure from day one. And uh, when I was in the Army, you know, that was how they did it there. You know, it was boot camp. It was the same thing every day. He didn't have time to think about what was going on in the right. outside world.
0: So let me get this right. So they start the day where?
2: They get up at 530. First thing they do is they're in chapel at 6.
1: That's the way to start your day.
0: Amen. So that's the way <laughs> we should all start our day.
2: And so when they leave, you know, I tell them, I said, you know, they said, oh, finally, I'm going to be able to sleep in. I said, why would you sleep in? You know, you're, you're regimented right now to be up at 530, get up and spend that time with the Lord. Right. You know, Amen. absolutely the way to
0: start it. Amen. We've got a brother that comes to break every chain, and he says the first thing he does is he spends time with the Lord, but before he gets dressed, he says, what's your will, Lord, for what I should wear today? We should all <laughs> surrender our lives and control to the, to the to Jesus Christ, and, and we'd all... He's a lot smarter than we are, for one thing, so yeah. to say the least... Hey, if I
1: was going to have a tailor, I'd, I think I'd like it to be God. Yeah,
0: no kidding. <laughs> so, so Tommy, I, what I'm hearing is is amazing. Uh, I've heard you describe this before as a holistic
2: program. What do what do you mean by that? Yeah, so, you know, it's, it's, it's so much more than, uh, you know, just, uh, you know, going into, uh, you know, what I kind of what I just explained. Uh, this, is, this is really to, to get you uh, in, into a spiritual mode, you get into an academic mode, because half part of the day is spent in academic education, you know, these are men that have uh, neglected their education, so it's due over time. And, you know, we, we tell these men, we said, hey, you're going you're gonna to write 16 essays while you're with us for six months. And they're gonna, they say, what? <laughs> and uh, you know, That's what I, I, said, I was yeah, saying. You, huh? <laughs> you are, and you're going to do it on the computer. And so, you know, half of the men that come into the program never turned a computer on in their lives. You wow. know, they've never played video games and um, so you know we teach them how to use the computer we teach them you know you know uh how to write these essays thank goodness for uh spell check because this helps them with their spelling and their grammar And, uh, you know, they they learn. It's um, and and I I love it when I hear these guys on campus say, man, I really learned something today. Amen. (laughs) So these
0: guys, as as is true with so many people in addiction and and these guys have really hit the proverbial bottom, uh, they've neglected all areas of their life. I mean, so the, so you're telling me that they get medical care, dental care, education. They get a uh, introduction to, to spirituality, and, and uh, for seven to nine months, they're going to chapel every morning. Now, you were talking about transforming lives. Amen. They've neglected their taxes, uh, and so you try to address all those things?
2: Everything. So, you know, we have a social services department. And um, what we don't do on our campus, we have a relationship with another nonprofit in town that will collaborate with us. And so we kind of complement each other so that we can get all this stuff done, medical, dental, legal, child support, taxes, you know, all these things that have been frustrations uh, for them. Those would be the same frustrations when they leave the mission if we didn't get those things taken care of while they're with us.
0: So what happens to them when they graduate?
2: So, yeah, so the last part of our program, uh, the final month is uh, job readiness. And so we have um, a collaborating partner, Work-Faith Connection, uh, that uh, they take them for eight days. And uh, it's a boot camp on getting ready for, uh, you know, how uh, how to develop your soft skills. Uh, not the hard skills of being a laborer or whatever, but soft skills. And so uh, once they get that, they have a resume, they do mock interviews, and uh, they're ready to go to work. So uh, we have a relationship with the Marriott Marquis Hotel downtown, and, uh, like, I think over 30 of our men are working there right now. Uh, They get health and retirement benefits. They can continue to live with us, and they pay us $100 a week to live there if they're employed. And uh, where else can you live inside Loop 610 for four hundred dollars a month? Really? <laughs> and, and get food, clothing, and shelter, and have metro rail at the front door—that twelve minutes to uh, get to work. So for a dollar and a quarter.
0: So what I'm hearing is—is is you take men who are homeless, kicked out of their houses, whatever. Some of them have been, have been living under a bridge for quite some time. You provide them medical and dental, you provide them job skills, you provide them education, you teach them social skills, interview skills, and you place them in employment at the end of this program. Now, that's a transformation.
1: That, an absolute miracle.
0: So, But let's talk a little bit, and then we're going to switch to the fourth step, because I know you, you, you've you got some things to tell us about that. But I want to talk about the biggest transformation of all, and that is, uh, what is your number one principle or guiding uh principal there at the open door mission.
2: Right. Jesus saves
0: amen. Amen. <laughs> amen. So, uh the men are exposed to and how many of them have any spirituality when they come in?
2: Oh, uh rarely. You know, they they may have had something when they were kids, you know, their their mother gr- or father, grandparents took them to church, but uh you know, it's like like I was the same way. You know, I didn't know Jesus until I, you know, was saved and uh so this was, uh, you know, it, it takes a whole different awakening, and we have, you know, we have pastors, we have two pastors on our staff, and um, they are incredible, you know, so we, you know, these are ordained ministers that uh, help these men with our Bible studies. A, a quarter of the program, I guess should say a third of the program is is spiritual, a third of the program is recovery, and a third of the program is academic. So, um, In that, you know, they're going to learn their way around the Bible and the understanding of how to read the Bible, how to understand it verse by verse, not page by page. Wow.
0: Now, this is what I'm talking about, the Lord's work, Tony. And that's what we're trying to do here at Recovery Radio Houston is introduce people to Jesus Christ. Just get a, plant a little seed out there with somebody that can, that can come to Christ. You know, we're not going to save anybody, Tony. Me and you aren't, but, but he can, he can, he can do, he can transform lives. And, and we're, our goal is to be obedient like Tommy Thompson and people at the, the good people at the open door mission are and to introduce them to Christ and Christ will transform their lives and that's i'm sorry go ahead and that's what we're about at break every chain that's what we're trying to do at break every chain so this is incredible what were you gonna say tony and
1: and how wonderful is it that there is the opportunity that people listening to our radio show that have a relative or have a loved one that's uh, struggling to the extent that uh, the people that you help tommy could hear us talk about you and then bring their people to you or and break every chain also where if we have someone walk in which we have in the past that is either fresh out of prison or, or or off the street, that is just looking for a way, anyway, for uh, for for a way for a well, place to to be able to settle down and uh, and get some help.
0: Well, Tommy, you know that it made my week when I was at the Open Door Mission because we had somebody. I had a a man, and he I could see the transformation that was already occurring that came through Break Every Chain and is now at the Open Door Mission. And uh, and that was just uh, so gratifying, Tommy. Uh, are are you uh, taking people right now? When do you normally take people, and what's what's the status of that right now? Into the mission? Yeah,
2: right. Yeah, normally it's uh, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday mornings from six thirty to ten a.m. But uh, right now uh, we're waiting for uh, Harris Health to put the triage tent up so that uh, we can triage. Uh, men that uh, want to come into the program, so that, you know, before they ever step foot in the onto the property, and um, so because of this virus, um, you know, we're not, we're not able to take anybody in. Uh, I we're I have uh, I have a meeting on Monday with Harris Health, and uh, hopefully, I'll hear about when that tent's going to be erected. And um, then we'll start uh, doing intake again. So if, if people will watch the website uh, or call us, you know, they can uh, hear uh, about our intakes.
0: Okay. So because of this crisis that the country's in right now, you guys are on a temporary respite, but when, once Harris County sets up, then you're going to start taking men into the program again. Is that correct? That's
2: right. That's All right. right.
0: All right, Tommy, I want to say one more thing before we get into the fourth step, because I want I wanted you to tell us about... Cause I don't think people out there understand what the what the steps are and and how they can be part of the transformative process in a person's life, but I do want to get, cover one more thing, and that is that uh, you don't have government funding. How do you guys operate
2: it's uh, yeah so we're um, we're dependent on uh, individuals, foundations, churches, and corporations, and fifty percent of our income comes from individuals. Uh twenty-two percent comes from foundations. Fifteen percent actually comes from our directors, uh, either giving or getting, and then eight uh, percent from churches. So, our and our church uh, receipts are, are growing rapidly. Uh, we're on a campaign right now to add a hundred churches to uh, our giving um, list this year. Uh, I know it's ambitious, but. Uh, Believe it or not, we're already at 85, so wow. That's uh, wonderful. it's it's making a huge difference. You know, churches, the pastors at churches need to know when a mother, a wife, a sibling, a child comes to him or her pastor and says, I got a problem at home. Yeah, I don't know what to do with him.
1: Oh, absolutely. Want, it's not I like a church can put, put people up, you know? Yeah. yeah. They,
2: you know, I, can't, I can't put them out on the street what do I do with we can't afford a thirty day wonder and um he needs to know that the open door mission or or another you know recovery facility like us, you know, would take take that person. So that's you know, this is what we can do for the church. And if the church gives us anything back, that's fine. That's you know, that's up to God and and, and the pastor. But uh you know, we're there to serve churches, we're there to serve the
0: community well tommy i I can't tell you how many times in my recovery ministry that i've had people come up to me and want to go into recovery they are desperate they want to change but they don't have insurance. They don't have mm-hmm. the money to go to, you know, pay one of these expensive rehab places. And so this is wonderful. But now while we're on the topic of churches. I want to promote my church for just a minute. As, <laughs> as uh, you all know out there, or some of you may know, and Tommy knows, we have started a church, uh, a, a branch office of New Covenant Church. It's called New Covenant Church Greater Heights. And we meet on Sunday evenings, and uh, we meet at 6 p.m. at 240 West 18th Street. They're in the heart of the Heights, 7708. It's called New Covenant Church, Greater Heights. And if I had a byline uh, for the church, it would be we are a recovery church because we want to we want to uh, we want to reach out into the community and and you come to our church and we 're going to love on you we 're not going to judge you and we 'd like to introduce you to Jesus Christ, or if you want to deepen your walk with christ we 're there and if you want to go out and make disciples of all nations as the C- great commission commands us to do uh, we 're there for you so uh, Tommy uh, you know part of the Christian walk and certainly part of the steps step four is made a searching and fearless moral inventory. Of ourselves, a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves—that is part of the healing process. We've got to go introspective, and and look at ourselves and be honest about ourselves, and then start turning it over to God. So, th- tell us a little bit about uh, how y'all handle the fourth step at the at the Open Door Mission.
2: Yeah, this is uh, it's a it's a unique way of doing it. Uh, I've never heard anybody else do it the way we do it. Um, we start with, and, and it started back years ago when I started my four step. And um, I remember I was in Austin, Texas, with my family, and uh, I had to do my four step. And uh, I said, "How in the world am I going to do this?" So I started with a timeline, and I had my birth date, and I at one end, and I had today's date on the on the far side, and I started writing down benchmarks that were markers in my life that I could remember who was in my life and um, at what years, where was I, things like that that can bring back memories that I really needed. And so at the mission, uh, what we do is we take um, uh, two tranches, uh, the first five years of your life and then five to 12. And then you know over time, we, the man will work on all the way up to today. But it's those childhood years, that uh, family of origin, where so much of this uh, uh, real problem starts uh, cropping up and, uh, you know, where the pain comes from. You know, so many of these men had no father, and, uh, uh, and, and you know, they, they say, hey, I don't have anything wrong, you know, I can't write anything wrong about anybody. I said, well, tell me about your father. I said, well, I didn't have a father. I said, well, how did that make you feel? And he says, well, terrible. I said, that's what I want you to write about, mm-hmm. and so mothers, you know, are are very typically, and and fathers too, are enablers, and uh, they enable, you know, hey mom, hey dad, can I have ten dollars? And next thing you do, they go out and buy a rock, you know, mm-hmm. and um, you know they're they're blowing it, you know, snorting it up their nose, and um, and, and you know that's enabling. Uh, so you need to uncover what those issues were early in your life that. Maybe the cause of what you're telling yourself all these years—that was an abusive situation.
0: Yeah, Tommy. We've got two minutes here. Let me ask yeah. you two more things. You said something just then, um, and and I appreciate you sharing it on air. You said when you did your fourth step, are you in recovery?
2: Uh, oh yeah, I'm 32 years. This is my 32nd year. Wow.
0: Amen. Congratulations, man. That's awesome. And then secondly, uh, you know, there may be people out there that are asking themselves. Um- you know I'm forty years old. What does it have to do with what happened to my child? That's the past. Why should I look at that? Tell us why people should look at that as they go through this recovery process.
2: That's where the pain comes from, and what we've been doing all our lives is uh using substances to uh to kill the pain and uh it just goes on and on and on till we become addicted to uh to doing that we a lot like- of times. We- we're addicted to our story, and uh, so every time we think about our story, we look forward to it, and even though it's painful, hey, this is my opportunity to go use.
1: And you can't
0: heal until you bring it into the light, and, and we're then looking at Christ can We're looking
1: it. to fill that hole in our soul that only Christ can fill.
0: Amen that's it.
1: Amen. Yep.
0: All right, Tommy, well listen. thank you so much for joining us tonight. Um, you know, I just uh, admire so much the work you're doing at the mission, and uh, keep it up, brother. Keep it up. Good talking to you. Thank
2: you, John. The same back to both of you. You know, it's a great program, and I appreciate you having me on.
1: You're welcome, Tommy.
2: God bless you.
1: God bless you, too. Good night, everybody. From uh, Recovery Radio Houston, join us next week, 9 o'clock. Good night.
0: This is Pastor John Allworth, and you've been listening to Recovery Radio Houston, Listen again next Saturday at 9 o'clock and call us with questions or just for prayer for you or a loved one. Our podcast is also available at kkht.com. And join us beginning March 1st, Sunday Nights in the Heights. I'm honored to be the senior pastor at New Covenant Church, Greater Heights, 240 West 18th Street, 77008. Our services will be at 6 p.m., Sunday Nights in the Heights. Please join us. We're a spirit filled church. And there's no place better to recover than with our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. God bless you all, and join us again next Saturday night at 9 p.m.